Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello, Sample Chapter listeners. This is episode 235 of the show, and this is actually a very special episode because it's the first part of my new format with the show. So today, uh, you are getting ready to hear an interview with a first-time author and longtime friend of the show, Ryan Morgan Miller. He's here today talking, <laughs> well, we're talking about all kinds of stuff. Uh, mainly, we're talking podcasting, we're talking about our love for Kurt Russell and uh, stories of Kurt, uh, but we're also going to be covering his debut novel, The Vain Curse, a hard-boiled comedy novel. And we're going to be hearing the story behind that, how how he came about writing it, the uh, the feeling of, of a story, you know, whenever you're writing it, and writing for self, the value of that. That and so much more, it's a, it's a really fantastic interview, and one I can't wait to get you over to. And, and like I said, this is a first time for the show because I'm going to be splitting things up. You're going to hear the interview this week, and then next week you're going to hear the actual reading. And uh, so you're going to be hearing from the same author two weeks in a row. So the good thing is, that means I'm getting back to a weekly episode of the show. So hopefully you enjoy this as, as much as I did during the interview. Meanwhile, uh, I'm not going to take very much time. I just want to make sure that you go and visit my friends at Pop Goes the Culture Network. Home to about a... Actually, they have reduced their shows recently. They've consolidated some of them. So they are um, like uh, my one of my favorite ones, the Alamo Draft House, is now a part of Pop Goes the Culture podcast. And uh, I think they've done that with a couple of shows now where they're having a hard time keeping it going. But the main one of the main hosts with all of that, Joey Mills, he crosses over into each of those shows. So now what they're going to be doing is giving people from each show a break, <laughs> except for Joey, apparently. <laughs> And then Joey's going to bounce around each week and do a different show. So one week it'll be Pop Goes to Culture. The next week it'll be the Alamo Draft House. And then, you know, going from there. Uh, but still, yeah, if you hop on over to or click that link in the show notes for Pop Goes to Culture Network, you're going to find all the other shows that are there that are available to you. Um, also, don't forget to click that link in the show notes for Writer's Block Coffee. They have three delicious flavors. You can order one or order them all. Or you can set it up on automatic shipping so that you never miss out on some delicious writer's block coffee when you're when you're burning that candle at both ends and you know you haven't had much sleep. <laughs> There's nothing that's gonna pick you up quite like writer's block coffee. Um, I also want to announce that uh, this is actually the last day for it, but all throughout May I have been doing a push-up challenge for charity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, beginning May 1st, I was doing a uh, St. Jude's 3,000 push-ups in May, and I've split it up by going 100 push-ups each day, and yeah, as of today that you're hearing this, May 30th, this will be my 30th day, my 3,000th push-up is happening today. Uh, I had a goal of $250, currently I'm sitting at $220, so if your heart leads you in that way, and you feel like um, going over and checking out the link 
then I'll make sure and attach that with the show as well. It's it's on Facebook, so um, you can go to Facebook our Facebook page as well, and you'll find it there. And I'll make sure to uh, share that. But anyway, it's been uh, it's been quite a journey, and I've I've learned a lot about myself <laughs> doing 100 push-ups a day for a month. I don't know if I'll continue doing 100 a day because oh my gosh, that's no joke. But uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna I may keep doing push-ups every day just because I've I've discovered to be quite a workout, like a full body workout. And you know, uh, and actually going back to the charity part of it, if you do, if you are led to donate, you know, I just thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who has donated. I'm just blown away. I honestly, I didn't know if I'd get any kind of donations on it. I, I figured by the end of the month, I'd put, you know, some money down and just to give something over. But uh, to to see that I've had as many donations as I've had, and I've gotten to this point where it's like, wow, I'm actually might reach my goal. That's pretty special. So anyway, so I'm going to cut things off right there, I think. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to I don't want to have the uh, episodes going very long anymore. I want to I want to take up less of your time. So that way, you know, I, I think it's going to help uh, lead people to wanting to push that play button when they see this. Like, oh, hey, look, it's only like 30 or 45 minutes, you know, tops. And uh, we'll see how this goes. So so anyway, how about we get on over to that fantastic and fun conversation with my friend, Ryan Morgan Miller. Hello, Sample Chapter listeners. Hey, welcome to a very exciting show. Very exciting for me in particular with my guest today uh someone i've been following for several years now gosh i don't know if i can even put a number to it uh, but we've been talking back and forth a little bit here and there and uh met each other through the podcasting and the old uh, project entertainment network i'm sure I'll, if, if anybody out there has been following the show for a while you remember those days and uh yeah my my guest today is uh someone who although i've never met in person i i think i can call him a friend and uh, it's uh, Ryan Morgan Miller out of uh, New Jersey, and he's here today to discuss his debut novel, The Vain Curse, a hard-boiled comedy no novel. <laughs> Ryan, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me on, Jason. And yeah, you know, I've been following your work for I, how long? It's got to be at least five years now. But yeah, this is this is year six for me on the show. Yeah, it's it's crazy how time flies, but I. <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, so, I mean, we'll just kind of go back in the way back machine for a minute. I mean, we met, you were doing your new opinion at that time. And that was, that was just wild. <laughs> yeah. My, my old <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you've been, I think you were doing that for about a year or something like that before I started. I started in 2018. I, I just looked right beforehand. Yeah. Uh, we started back in 2015. Actually. Oh my god! Yeah, it was a, a long time ago. I can't believe I've been, you know, podcasting for for this long, almost wow. nine years now. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's wild. Okay, yeah, I had no idea because I remember going back and checking out a lot of the old episodes once I found the show and and uh, just laughing it up and uh, of course listening to, um, oh, oh man. Uh, your buddy who would get angry, <laughs> my my friend Mike, one of Mike. my best friends in the world. <laughs> yes, listen to what you would say. Somebody would say to get him angry. That was always just podcast gold. 
that's what everybody says about that show you know that because it was set up in in such a way that it was aggressive and that's not usually who we are like me nick and mike at the time Mm -hmm. you know the, the three of us that were doing it we're not really that kind of like aggressive people but you know thinking back on it i've i've known mike for gosh, I got to say like 30 years now. And it's always been that kind of uh, friendship where we just know how to twist each other and get us worked up. So, <laughs> but at everybody that I've talked to Mike's moments on your new opinion were always their favorite parts. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was, that was hilarious. And I love that he, he still responds and uh, calls in once in a while on the new show, which I'm an, again, I'm a big fan of the Russell hustle podcast. Uh, which is still going and uh, just getting into some of the, well, for everybody listening, it is exactly what you think. It's a Kurt Russell fan podcast, but I'm going to hand it over to you to explain what this is. Yeah. So you, it's uh, me, my friends, Nick, Tom, and Ben, uh, you know, we, we got tired of doing your new opinion. Just like I said, it was kind of aggressive and and we wanted more of a fun show. So we decided on the Russell Hustle podcast, which is exactly what you said, Jason. It's a Kurt Russell fan cast. Uh, we're going through his filmography from, you know, early on when he was a kid actor and a Disney actor. And we're just going through it, you know, TV shows it, when we feel like it were his movies, TV movies, whatever. Um but I think I think the real draw of the show is what we call the uh, what unofficial um, autobiography and the, the <laughs> joke that he's you know Kurt Russell is the one telling us this uh, this biography that we you know make up sort of a, as we go on where each one of us writes the biography for each episode. Um, I, I think that's the real draw because. I love doing the research into it. I know it sounds crazy, but doing the research into Kurt Russell's life and then making up stories using that as the basis. <laughs> I, I think it's, I, I have a lot of fun doing that because there's the small things. I know you've been listening. There's the yeah. small things here and there when you hear the biography, bi- uh, when you hear the biography that we read on each episode, most of the time there are like the little bits and pieces here and there that are, truthful that actually happened to kurt russell and the fact that you sometimes can't tell what's real and what's not i really i think that's the best draw of it but yeah then we get into you know trivia and and the discussions of the movies and everything so i i'm having a lot more fun with this podcast the russell hustle oh my gosh i have a whole new respect for that part that part of it now because i yeah i had no idea you guys actually researched the background and and you and i have chatted back and forth uh, my thoughts of it that and i think you even mentioned it on the most recent episode <clears throat> that absolutely you guys have got to put these together in a book and it could be like part one season one or whatever and put them together because it's it's parody so you should be able to do it but it's they're just damn hilarious <laughs> thank you that, <laughs> that's really what we're going for yeah you know the reason why we, we you know i've been doing these podcasts for almost nine years now or whatever and and especially the Russell hustle. The, the basic reason is I just like hanging out with my friends and watching movies or whatever, but it, it also gives us the chance to be creative it, uh, on a bi-weekly basis now. And, and 
you know, just the fact that you like it, that's enough for me. I don't really, <laughs> it doesn't matter to me how many listeners we have or anything. I just, I just like it. I just like having fun with it. Oh man. Yeah. I, I have a blast with it. And because of your show, I like one of the things I was looking forward to is like, I grew up with a lot of his, his stuff as well. And I remember Kurt as a kid uh, with the Disney stuff and some of his old black and white things, you know, being born in the early seventies, like I was. So I remember seeing Kurt as, as a young kid in shows and, but it's funny how I, I had a little bit of a Mandela effect where I had, I don't know, for year decades, uh, probably since I was a kid, I thought, the old Disney movie, the cat from outer space. I thought he voiced the cat and I totally believed that. I told people that I was just like, Oh yeah, yeah, he was in that too. And I was looking forward to when that was going to be coming up. And I checked his biography one time just recently because of your show. I was like, yeah, that's got to be coming up pretty soon and realized, Oh, that's not Kurt Russell. That's somebody <laughs> completely different. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, computer wore tennis shoes and uh, world's strongest man, all that kind of stuff. I was cracking up. And uh, oh my gosh, the uh, the car little thing. Oh, yeah, and I, until I can't you guys the name of that one, but until you guys describe that little animated short with the paint going across the car, I totally had an out of body experience when I heard you guys describing that. I was because I had no idea what you were talking about until that scene, and all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, I've seen this. I've seen this movie. They played this at the school. When I was a kid, when I was probably third or fourth grade or something like that. And then again, that is amazing. High. That is amazing that you did actually see whatever sh- short movie that was <laughs> in, in school. I can't believe yeah. they showed that in class. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. But yeah. I remember the, the, the weird honking sounds and other stuff going on. Like all of it was just, I just kept thinking, I was like, wow, something about this seems familiar. And yeah, once you started describing that paint, racing around the car i was like oh my gosh it just it's like man that that was a throwback for me and this it's, i mean it just goes to show like how much fun the show is i, I mean <laughs> you know because you hear kurt russell everybody's like oh i've got my favorite movies you know yeah stargate or whatever you know it's in those are coming but to hear the stuff he did and like uh, the stuff i've forgotten about is yeah. hilarious some of his his early stuff, whether that's uh, Dad, can I borrow the car? You know, that this PSA that we were talking about about you know driver's ed <laughs> yes. sort of, which is Buck Wild, mm-hmm. or like you know World's Strongest Man, the the Disney uh, thing that he did. Some of it is just so out there and so fun to watch. You know, there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of you know not great stuff early on, but at least with the not great stuff, we could sort of make fun of it. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and have fun still doing that but yeah some of especially these weird disney ones that these off-kilter disney movies that he did as a kid you know they're they're so fun to watch yeah yeah they really are and i i still remember having I, i've got just little vague memories in my mind of being at a babysitter's house and they had they had like early satellite and they picked up the world's strongest man one night and we were watching that and i remember the babysitter's dad or grandpa, somebody that scene where the kid's arms stretched out and this, this old guy at the house, <laughs> he just lost it. And of course that made the rest of us lose it too. We were like, okay, yeah, that was funny. Look at that. He, and he's, oh my gosh, just some of that stuff. And I haven't seen it since then probably. So I, it's like so much of what you guys are talking about. I'm like, gosh, I got to go back and watch some of this. So <laughs> 
probably you're probably what another couple of episodes away from uh, getting into some of his more modern stuff that he's more well known for, huh? Yeah, we're we're in the middle of the seventies right now. I think we just hit like seventy five, seventy six around that time when he was doing a lot of uh, TV movies. You know, he moved from his Disney movies, and right before he hit bid big with like the thing and escape from new york mm-hmm. um he did like these tv movies essentially which are, yeah. are fine um but yeah when, once we get to like the 80s i'm looking forward to escape from new york the thing uh yeah. uh used cars i don't know if you ever saw that one it, uh, absolutely yeah, hysterical that's been a while so yeah i guess you'll have uh the elvis movie will be coming up pretty soon yeah that's coming i'm looking forward to that one i haven't watched that one yet but I, I I have heard because that's the start of his work with John Carpenter. So mm-hmm. I've heard it was actually a really good Elvis biography. I remember like I remember when that premiered and that being because you know, this was back in the days of event television. So you're sitting around, you get your family together because you saw on the TV guide. Yep. It's you know it's been advertised. Hey, Thursday night, seven o'clock, sit down for. Kurt Russell in the Elvis movie, you know, and so we're all getting together, you know, and the grandparents are coming over because we've got cable and they don't or whatever. And, and yeah, we're all gathered around to watch the Elvis movie. I remember that. And I remember I can, I can still see like bits and pieces of it, but that's another one that I haven't seen in decades. Uh, but uh, I remember that like really kicked him off as far as getting into, well, like you said, that was his, his first foray with uh, John Carpenter. And then that, partnerships legendary at this point yeah absolutely you know it you know i as much as i love doing the show and the podcast and uh um you know having fun with hanging out with my friends and just being creative and everything really i'm just hoping kurt russell hears it and comes on that's all i really want out of this is to meet kurt russell (laughs) (laughs) oh absolutely and i tell you what as a fan of the show i'm always looking for angles that were if i can reach out to somebody you know i mean that's how i got lou diamond phillips on the show was he just i just happened to tag one of his or like one of his posts right after he posted it and then uh about his book and then he answered back and then going from there and i'm just waiting for one of these days when somebody online because i know kurt doesn't have a social media uh, presence but somebody will have a social media presence who knows him who's gonna be like dude you gotta check this out <laughs> i i feel it would be right up his alley too you know <laughs> i think so i think so he would i could see him getting a kick out of it <laughs> well so so with this the podcast you're on your second one now and you did some crossovers with other shows throughout and again you know everybody we were talking about the uh, uh the network that we used to be on and uh i i i'm just gonna throw out there real fast to uh armand rosamilia if you're listening haha <laughs> i got i got ryan miller not you so <laughs> uh, uh, but it's like you said there's a whole lot of creativity that goes into this it's not just sitting down and talking with your friends, you know, which a lot of podcasts say, oh, that's just what we're doing. But there's much more to it. And as as evident with your book that just came out or is about to come out, you there is, um, you know, this is like really tapping into that create creativity that you've got. And I'm, I'm interested to see at what point have you been, you know, do, do you remember when it hit you that you're like, I'm going to write this story? Uh, I don't know where where quite to start with that question. Um, 
So I, I joke that this story, that the, the vein curse for my debut comedy novel that's coming out in mm. July. I should know that, right? I should know that. I, I think it's July 13th. <laughs> it's available um, <laughs> for pre-order now. So that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I, I joke, though, that so the vein curse, you know, brief synopsis. It's, it's a detective is hired to find out the origins of Carly Simon's song, You're So Vain. I mean, there's a built-in mystery there it, because for years, people have been trying to figure out who this song is actually about. And Carly Simon, you know, she's kind of tight-lipped about it in, in real life. You know, she's dropped hints here and there, but I thought it would be a good, um, a good mystery novel, essentially. Um, but I, I always joke because the idea behind it, um, so in, in, the, in the book, and, and you'll hear it in the, the chapter that I'll read later on in the book. He's hired by this man who's being stalked by the song. He hears the song every day for a year. And then the detective reveals that he's being stalked by the song every day for you know a year or so. That happened to me 10 years or so ago. Uh, I was working at Dunkin' Donuts and just at the time, for whatever reason, it was every single day for like a year, year and a half. You're so vain would play either in Dunkin' Donuts or like outside, like I would go into a diner with friends or family and that song would start as soon as I walked in. It just happened every single day that I was being stalked by the song. So it, it's been percolating for a while, this idea that I had. Um, and, and then I got really lucky with, with doing these podcasts and everything. A few years into doing Your New Opinion, we got... Um, picked up by project entertainment network, which was, which was absolutely great. Uh, so my friend, Nick knows Frank Edler, like he, he was friendly with Frank, mm -hmm. um, who did the Bazong podcast also it somehow on the same makes time. sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he was talking to Frank one day at some kind of book signing and, and Frank to his credit, who listened to the show, your new opinion and loved it and pitched it to Armand who brought us in, brought us on to, you know, the network. Um, so around that time, I must've been like 2016, 2017, 2018, somewhere around there. Um, I started listening to all these shows that I didn't know were available. You know, Frank had Bizong, uh, Armand had his couple of shows. Um, and then you came on as well, sample, sample chapter podcast. And I've been, you know, I, I went to school for writing. I, I was an English major with writing and literature. Uh, I've been writing for as long as I can remember. Mm. So I, I feel really lucky that doing these podcasts and being creative in that way led to me meeting and, and listening to all these great authors and being introduced to all kinds of different genres that I didn't know existed. Uh, hearing all the, like, finding all these books and reading all the, these books from these authors and, and everybody that they interviewed. And it got me wanting to get back into writing a lot more. Um, so throughout the years, I, I had a couple hits and misses, whether it was, you know, trying short stories or I, I wrote a shorter novel right before this one that, you know, like everybody says, an author's first work is kind of terrible. And that one was. And then right around 2019, I think towards the end of 2019, I started writing this just off the cusp. I was trying to think of a, of a, a plot mm -hmm. and I thought this would lead into something crazy and funny. 
and luckily for me, you know, I, I just kept going with it and, <laughs> you know, I, I'm very proud of the fame curse, uh, you yeah. know, the, the book that's coming out. I know it's not going to be for everybody because it is a, uh, you know, every other line is a joke in there. I, I, I feel like I wasted <laughs> all of my jokes on this book, but I, I'm very, I'm very, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know the right word. I'm very happy that I had these opportunities that I had with meeting you and Armand, Chuck Buddha, uh, Tim Meyer, Frank Adler, all these authors that were part of this network of podcasters. And it just led into, you know, me developing these relationships and me getting to hear advice from them and just using that as a way to write my book essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can say you deservedly. So you should be proud of it because it is, it is a lot of fun. I, <laughs> I was just talking to somebody the other day and telling about that. I was reading a book from a friend of mine uh, getting to pre-read it before it comes out. And they were like, Oh, what's it about? And I was like, well, you know, I was like, I gave them the gist of it. And they were like, was it any good? I said, well, it's like if, it's like if naked gun and pet detective got mashed <laughs> together, you'd have this book. And like, so they're sold on it now. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for, uh, I, I think that's a great description of it, you know, because I, I like the naked gun movies, airplane. Yep. I, I love those, that, style of comedy you know mm -hmm. I, I comedy has always been like the the biggest thing for me i absolutely love all forms of comedy but there's something about like those jokes in naked gun yeah that just work you know they're they're so stupid but they just work yeah and they're and the lines are just dry it's like they're just saying it so matter-of-factly it's like what the beaver what i mean just <laughs> <laughs> you're like it, you're just hard to keep up and i mean I don't know how many times at the theaters I would just I'm drying my eyes only to just crack up again. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a blast with the, with the book as well. And I've reached that midway point where it's like, Oh my gosh, like this is, this is outstanding. I can't, I, I'm at that point now where it's like, every time I pick it up, I don't want to put it down, but it's like, okay, it's getting late or I'm late to work or whatever. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, man. You, you've done some great work with it. Thank you. That is one of the nicest things anybody could, could have said about, you know, my, my book that that's absolutely great to hear uh, because I, I, a, I'm very happy with the jokes that I put into it. I put in a lot of jokes and comedy, uh, but I did also try to have it be a good mystery as well. And, and I tried to have it, well written and, and everything and for the plot to make sense so i'm i'm hoping that's coming across as you're reading it but even if it's just the jokes i'm happy <laughs> <laughs> so now did you intend all along for it to be comedic or was it like were you just going for the mystery because of your inspiration with the song or did um, it just kind of yeah it I, just come out naturally i i think i always intended it to i think i always intended it to be comedic in, in nature because it is such a silly idea, you know, a, a detective being hired to find out the origins of the song. That's kind of a out there idea. So I, I always intended it to be um, between that, you know, kind of out there idea and just the fact that I wanted to play off the tropes of like noir and hard boiled comedy or not comedy, hard boiled detective novels and, and movies and everything um which by the way are hysterical some of these 
actual serious hard-boiled uh, novels like Raymond Chandler and Dashiell Hammett, those early novels, mm-hmm. their lines are so funny and, and <laughs> it, like intended to be, but while also working with the serious seriousness of the plots. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wanted to sort of play off of that as, as well as I was writing the novel. So I, I hope that came across using all these different tropes of hard boiled and noir detective ideas, you know? Yeah. And I, for me, that's something that, that strikes a nerve with me is like, you get something that here's a moment of seriousness. Here's something that's, you know, daring or whatever you all this tension that's going on for the love of God, tell a joke. Exactly. You know, and, and break it up a little bit, ease the tension, you know, just let the reader just kind of like, Oh my gosh. All right. All right. What, yeah. And, what's, uh, the, what's the word pathos or, or bathos, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. The pathos. Yeah. Pat, you could make something very serious and dramatic and everything, but I like lightening that up with a joke as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, well, he's not very PC these days. I haven't seen him in a while, but, uh, Oh man, and of course his name just uh, just left me. But the the old uh, Buffy director, oh, Josh, yeah, Josh, Josh Whedon, yeah, yeah, that was something he. I remember him saying a long time ago was, you know, put your characters in the most dangerous spot, the most they're they're in the biggest danger and the scariest scene, or the most serious of, of scenes going on, and then tell a joke. And yeah. I I like that. I that that works for me. And uh, I mean, it, it it I think it worked really well, like throughout Serenity and firefly especially i I mean firefly one of my favorite shows of all time you know say what say what you will about how much of a scumbag i guess he is now joss whedon Mm -hmm. but firefly and serenity i could rewatch those all the time because they are so great at setting up phenomenal serious plots while also having the the humor aspect to it yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and I guess, you know, he really set the tone with Avengers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what they were going to do going forward. <laughs> the entire Marvel universe is is nothing but, you know, one-liners now. Which I it works. I'm not I'm not I love the Marvel universe. I'm yeah. not, you know, putting that down at all. I I like those one-liners when when they when they work, they hit hard, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When you were writing this, like at what point did you realize okay, this is the one this is this is the story i'm gonna see it through and uh and and you know you, you feel like i'm gonna finish this story because you know I'm, I'm the same way i had a filing cabinet full of stories that i never finished i'd get you know, three to six chapters or so in and then i thought i set it aside and uh you know and, and that happens with with authors everywhere and uh, you had it yourself and uh so what was it you think that uh, stood out about this one or what was that point when you realized, yep, I'm going to finish this one. I, I, it was early on. It, um, it was very early on with, within the first two to three chapters, I realized that I would finish it because I was cracking myself up. Um, <laughs> and I, I know that sounds funny. Um, I, I did what every author says not to do. And that's, I was writing for myself with this one. I, I feel like I'm my own target audience with the vain curse. Uh, it's very uh, music heavy and music inspired. I, I absolutely 
love music. I, I'm a musician. I play guitar and bass and keyboards and everything. I'm constantly listening to music. So that aspect already had pulled me in. And then after I had written, it must have been two, like I said, two to three chapters, I realized that when I was reading back, I was making myself laugh for it. Um, <laughs> so I, it, so it was really early on that I realized I'm just going to see this through, even if it doesn't go anywhere, if it doesn't get picked up, uh, if I, you know, if nobody else likes it, at least I like it. And, and so it was, yeah, a, after a couple chapters, I, I actually thinking about it now, now I almost had a change of mind too. I, I really enjoyed those first, like writing those first three or four chapters. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I, at the same time, I was reading a bunch of, um, you know, either detective novels like the Raymond Chandler stuff. I love Raymond Chandler, um, Big Sleep and Little Sister and all those books and, and movies and everything. So I was reading a lot of that, but I wanted to also branch out and see if there was any, um, you know, either sci-fi detective novels or um, comedy detective novels out there. Uh, so I, I came across uh, John Swartzwelder, the the author. He was also a writer on the Simpsons. On the Simpsons, he's known for being like the biggest writer. Like he wrote the most episodes of the Simpsons. And after he left that, he has these um, these novels, uh, comedy detective novels, that are so far out there. Uh, so I started reading his first one called "The Time Machine Did It," and I almost lost faith in my novel because it was close. You know, they're, they're very similar with the comedy aspects of it. So I, I started reading that one and I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I just doing the same thing as John Swartzwelder is doing? I don't <laughs> I don't want to do that. And then I finished his and his is very much like way out of left field. It doesn't care about the plot at all. It's all about the jokes for him. And they are absolutely hysterical novels, but they're not really detective novels. Um, so when, once I realized that that I'm like, OK, I could continue going. I'll make myself happy by finishing this book and seeing where it could lead me. Awesome. <laughs> That's great, man. And I I, I agree. I, I think I mean, because that's what worked for me is writing for myself. I, I think I worried too much about what does this sound like? How does this is this you know going to work? Is this story going to? do something and once i just disconnected that part of my brain and just stuck with the story and let it flow from me um and just writing write stuff that i enjoy i i found this freedom and i was able to let the story come and i'm i'm having trouble with that with with my next bandit book because it just kind of keeps i keep trying well i think it's because i'm trying to match up stuff from the first book and set up stuff for book 3 and that's just kind of a hang up for me. But like the first book and my previous books before then, I was just having fun and going in and writing the stuff that I want to write. And it was, and it just, it, you reach that flow state and it's so much fun when you hit that. I, I mean, that makes sense to me because I, I, I've read Nine Mile Bridge, which was absolutely phenomenal. I could tell reading that, that you had fun writing it, you know? Oh, thanks, man. Um, checks, checks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and sometimes I, I guess, you know, like I said, this is my debut novel. So, you know, 
don't listen to me, listeners. I, I'm I'm a nobody really right now. Uh, but sometimes that's what you got to do is you just got to write for yourself. You have to have fun while writing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at after this, you know, depending on, on how the vein curse does moving forward, um, maybe I, I would like to go into maybe a little less comedy or something and maybe try writing to an actual demographic audience and everything. But right now I, I'm just having fun with something that I'm enjoying on a personal level, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with just doing something. Like if you decide your next book is going to be something more serious or completely do a 180, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that anymore. Cause you know, people frown on that. They they say that you frown on that, but I mean, you look at Stephen King you know, he created a, an alter ego so he could write the stuff, other stuff that he wanted to write when his publishers wouldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it just nowadays it's just commonplace, I think, to to for people to just put out like, OK, yeah, this week it's going to be horror. Next week it's going to be a Western. The next week after that, you know, who knows? Or well, you know, the next year, maybe not the next week. Uh, but uh, yeah, you just have fun with it. And then people because people once they recognize your voice. When your voice is coming through, that hopefully is going to be what people want to pick up. And I think that's why people pick up a King book, because they know what they're going to get. Right. Yeah. He could write in any style and it's still going to sound like him. Yeah. And I I think that's I think that's important. I think you're on to something as well that as readers, a lot of us read things all over the place. You know, I don't strictly read just comedy books or i don't strictly read just detective novels i love westerns i I love uh literary novels i love reading history stuff Mm -hmm. and i i do want to take that into account as a writer moving forward as well i would love to write something i would love to write a western i'm really into westerns as well i would love to do that i would love to write something historical based you know I don't, I don't think it's that big of an issue because everybody has different facets to their life. So, you know, we're all human beings. We all have these different ideas running through us as like, like you said, as long as your voice comes out, I think that's the important thing. I, I think, I think readers can get on board with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so where can, where can people find and follow you, man? So, um, I am on Twitter at R Morgan Miller. I am also on Instagram. Um, R- yeah, R Morgan Miller. Instagram and Twitter both the same. Uh, I'm starting to build up a website right now, RyanMorganMiller.com. Uh, right now, it's it's just a simple sort of landing page with an about the book and about me section. But I would like to develop that. Maybe have you know a, a running journal or blog or something. Mm-hmm. I just got to figure out how to actually develop a website that was way harder than i thought it would be when i (laughs) went into it yeah so so it's up you can follow me there ryan morgan miller hopefully more of that will come in the next couple months as my book uh launch approaches fantastic uh do you have your amazon page Uh, yes i do i have that and a goodreads page created as well so you could you know Perfect. The Amazon okay. author page at Ryan Morgan Miller and same with uh, Goodreads. Great. Okay. Yeah. And I can, what I can do is put those on there too. Cause even if you don't have a website, as long as you have claimed your author page on those sites, then people can uh, be notified whenever you have a new book. So that's, that's always important. 
Oh, that that's good to know because I'm like you know I'm I'm brand new to that. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, once once I heard from my publisher, uh, Black Rose Writing, that the book was up for pre order on Amazon. I'm like, okay, I know the author page is there. Let me go do that. There you go. All right. Well, I, again, man, I this has been a blast. I there's just so much more. I I know we could have gone on for another hour or two about uh, Kurt Russell. Uh, and then uh and then diving into the writing stuff we could have just been sitting back all night talking about that but uh you know i gotta gotta move on and uh everybody this is a new portion of the show we're going to be wrapping it up here for this week uh but make sure you stay tuned next week when you hear from the vain curse a hard-boiled comedy novel well jason thank you thank you for having me on i really appreciate it It has been my pleasure. And uh, everybody, we'll see you next week. 